Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Christina Azarenko is an e-commerce and technical SEO consultant who helps businesses get traffic and sales they deserve without paying for ads. She's the founder of Marketing Syrup, a digital marketing consultancy based in Toronto, Canada. Christina believes that a website is an asset that should serve your business needs and bring potential customers 24-7. She's also the creator of the SEO Challenge course for people who want to learn how to do what she's doing. When Christina is not optimizing websites, she's enjoying time with her husky or dancing hip-hop. Just diving in, I want to know how does brand party resonate with you? I think it's empowering because everyone likes parties, right? And (laughs) if we think about branding, many people think, I know branding. But when they actually actually try to do branding, they're like, oh my God, it's it's actually (laughs) hard. And I know many people trying to figure out their branding for a month. You definitely know better. But I've heard like so many people thinking, oh my God, how do I do this? So I think that brand party is something that sounds really exciting and takes this stress out of uh, coming up with your own branding and makes this process fun. Absolutely. It should be a party. It should be fun. It should be authentic to you and a true reflection of yourself and not always what you feel like you should, could, would look like everybody else in your industry. So that's really enlightening that you say how empowering it is. And what would you say then to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? I feel that if you can, it's better to hire a specialist that can help you because you can go in circles for months, for weeks, and you can find yourself in a situation when you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing and you don't have anybody to guide you through this. So if you can hire somebody, hire Christine, because... Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? It gets stress out of your life and it's always better to have somebody who has been there, who has done this, who has helped other people. And it can actually save you money because once it's done, it's done and then you support it versus you're just in the constant process of doing it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be on that never ending hamster wheel, running, running, running for dear life. Uh, And that's exactly, I feel like how SEO is as well. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for joining the Brand Party podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on here. Yeah, I'm excited as well. And like, I can't wait to dive deep into SEO and things that we are going to talk about today. SEO is one of those things that time and time again is at the bottom of our to-do list. We don't exactly know what it is. (laughs) And I'm sure you hear that time and time again from your clients. But let's bring it back to basics first. And what is SEO and what's the importance of this in our own business? 
first of all, before answering this question, I have a question to all listeners. How often do you use Google? Do you search something on Google? I think it's probably like every day or multiple times a day because I do it all the time. The Google share is crazy. It's like 90% of all the search engines. So basically you want your business to be there when your potential customers are looking for the services that you provide. And that's where SEO comes in. SEO is search engine optimization. It's basically optimizing your website so that you are on Google or on other search engines. Like if somebody is using Bing, that's fine as, fine as well. And SEO works for this as well. But it's basically making sure that you are there when your potential customers are looking for your services. Amazing. And what is the number one thing that you find most commonly overlooked when implementing SEO strategy? I think that the biggest mistake, the biggest issue that I see is that not having an SEO strategy at all. That happens very often. People set up a website. Um, they are like, as you said, SEO is on the last, <laughs> yeah, in the last like points in the to-do list. Also, sometimes people set up a website and they see that the platform is SEO friendly. Like for example, WordPress or Squarespace, and they think that SEO friendly means they don't need to do anything. But what SEO friendly really means is that it has features that you can use to optimize your website. It doesn't mean that it's optimized right out of the box. So that's why you need mm. to, put, to put SEO on top of your priority list. And what are some of the features, say, for example, on WordPress or Squarespace that people can utilize? Because I feel like we may not even know that they're there. Mm -hmm. well, like you said, we don't even know what it means. So that it's just that extra thing to have to learn on top of designing your website or DIYing it yourself. So that's a great question. For example, for SEO for title tags, I don't want to go into like really uh, deep into specifics, but a title tag is something that you can see as the name of your tab. You don't usually see it uh, on the, the page directly, but in the name of your tab. And also when you search something on Google and you click on the headline, this is the title tag. So that's a very important part, not the only important part, but one of the most important parts when it comes to optimizing your website. So for example, WordPress will give you an opportunity to customize this tag, but you should customize this tag and you should include keywords there. That's just good to know that you should use these features. They are not optimization by themselves. Yeah. And how specific should people make these keywords then? Like what is keyword research and how can we implement this into starting our website or also tips for people who have pre-existing one? Honestly, I love keyword research and I feel that this is the backbone of the whole optimization strategy. And keyword research is basically the way to find the language that your potential customers fit in. If we, for example, take branding, if people are looking for how to find my brand colors or uh, where can I buy my brand kit, right? So you want to be on Google when people are searching for this. But the only way you know that people search for this is that you do your keyword research. So instead of just thinking, oh, people might be searching for this, you actually check with the data, with actual data, whether people search for this or maybe for some other things that you actually do that you can help with, but you have never thought that you can use it as a keyword. It comes to keyword research for the existing websites or for the new websites, it doesn't really matter. Your approach is the same. 
The only thing that I always recommend my clients to do is to make sure that the keyword research is done before creating any content mm. because uh, content can not can be, it should be based on the keywords. And if you create content first and then try to insert keywords, first of all, it means that you have to do double work <laughs> and probably pay somebody twice. And secondly, I'm all about sound natural. I don't like, I hate. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate when you see things like, if you want to buy my, I don't know, water bottle, this is the best water bottle in the world. If you're looking for a water bottle, this is the place to buy. Like, it's ridiculous. The content should be, <laughs> be authentic and natural. And it can use keywords even being authentic and natural, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why doing the keyword research should be the first step before creating any content. Yeah, you can sound either like a human or a robot, so you choose. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, many years ago, it used to be like that. You just put some spammy content and you can get away with it, right? But now Google is so much smarter. They are using machine learning to really try to understand the language that you have on your page as if they're human. Mm. So it's really important to have your, like, your copy natural. And I feel like more and more too, as we know, headlines are incredibly important. What is your opinion on those clickbait type headlines that mm, maybe aren't necessarily keyword friendly, but they really entice people to come in and look at your content? When it comes to the title tag, I'd say that the main point is to have a balance between the keywords and clickbait. Because, okay, you can have a clickbait headline, which means that you entice people to click on it. But if people don't see it, then who is going to click, right? Absolutely. So if this headline is a clickbait and it doesn't have keywords, it won't rank. So it's better to have a balance between it. On the same time, when you are on the page, you can have a different headline. This headline can be kind of more enticing or you know, give some curiosity and all this stuff. But the main thing is that the title tag should still have the keywords. And just one last thing about keyword research. Is there a tool or resource that you use or do you literally kind of play around in the Google search bar in order to research what keywords are specific to you or what people might be searching? There are lots of different tools and most of them are paid. There used to be a tool for Google ads when you can go there and find some keywords and see how many people search for this keyword a month. Now it doesn't give you the exact numbers, it just gives you ranges if you don't spend enough money with Google Ads. It will be applicable for to most people as they don't spend enough money. I don't know how much is enough, but it's like maybe 10 key or something. So that's a lot for a small business owner, right? If you really want to go deep into keyword research, you'll definitely need to buy some tool. I personally like using Keywords Everywhere. It's Chrome extension and it's very affordable. I spend $10 and I've been using it for a long time. <laughs> uh, so it's a very affordable option. But if you don't want to become a professional in this, I just recommend you for some, you know, sanity check and some ideas to check what Google suggests to you. So first of all, when you're typing something, there are auto suggestions. First of all, look at them. Secondly, after the search results and also sometimes um, in the sidebar, 
There are also keywords ideas, what people are searching for in addition to this. And also look at the search results. Look at your competitors, what they are doing. It can also give you some ideas. For example, you can see that your competitor has a page specifically built around this type of service. And you think, oh, I actually offer this, but I only have it mentioned somewhere on the homepage. I don't have a separate page for this service. So it might be a good idea to create a page for the service as well. That's a great idea. And does SEO apply to just our website or blog or does it carry over to our social media platforms? And if so, do we need to differentiate our SEO strategy based on what platform or media that we're on? Uh, like, it's an awesome question. And SEO is actually it's search engine optimization. So it origin, it's originally for search engines only, like Google, Bing, Yahoo. But I also find that social media platforms, they're becoming search engines on their own. People search for different stuff on Instagram, for example. Some like, initial keywords in your bio, in your tags, in your captions is also important. For example, in Insta on Instagram, as far as I know, when you have this title in your bio, mm -hmm. it's better to have it as your, like, as the main service you provide. I used to have it as Christina Zarenko, but people don't search for Christina Zarenko, let's be honest. I wish, and maybe one day they will. Yes. <laughs> they search for Victoria Zarenko, which is um, a tennis player, oh. uh, a famous tennis player, but we are not relatives. <laughs> so instead of having Christina Zarenko there, I changed it to your SEO consultant because mm -hmm. that's what I do. I do SEO consultancy and help people with this. I want when people search for SEO consultant on Instagram, find me. Absolutely. That's a great way to optimize what is already there and just make it a lot clearer for your audience of what they're looking for. What would you recommend to those who are looking to optimize their SEO? What can they DIY versus hire an expert for? It's a question which, and the answer is, it depends. It really depends on how tech savvy a person is, how much time they have and all this stuff. Because for example, some people, they need to develop their brand. They need to, need to develop their company and to learn SEO from scratch, it's like a hard job, right? So what I would say is that you, you can potentially uh, find keywords, as I said, and optimize title tags, but these are just minor things that you can do. It doesn't mean that you will be like on the top by doing only this. So if you don't have time, it's better to find somebody who can help you with this. Alternatively, if you have lots of time, uh, you can take courses, uh, you can learn things, you can blogs. I have an SEO course and I had some people from marketing companies, directors of my marketing companies, and like vice president of another company joining the course. They didn't necessarily do SEO after it themselves, but they knew which questions they should ask when they hire SEO specialists because it can be quite expensive to make a mistake. But people sometimes say, I'm dangerous enough to know what to ask, right? Yes. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's important. But I would say that if you don't have time, it's better to outsource it. Yeah, you make a really great point as a business owner and being the person at the heart of what you do. It's really important to understand when you need help and to hire an expert is such a game changer, but at the same sense, understand what you're good at and what you're not good at and yeah. be able to still have a pulse on what you're doing because 
like you said, you, there's a lot of repercussions if you hire the wrong person and you're spending so much money, you're spending so much time because SEO is not a short term game from what I hear as well. It can be a very long term game and won't see the effects necessarily always immediately. So how long or what should we be tracking exactly to see if our efforts are successful? First of all, I want to say that I'm a solo entrepreneur myself, so I definitely get it mm-hmm. that you can't do everything, even though sometimes you can. And I'm struggling sometimes with it. I potentially can do this, but should I? Yeah, thank you <laughs> yeah. for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like a constant question. So in terms of SEO being a long-term game, it's very true. So here's an example that I always like to talk about because it illustrates the situation really well. I compare SEO to fitness. When you want to lose weight, if you start uh, exercising, you start eating the right food, right? You can't have anybody saying in three months, you lose this amount of kilos, right? Nobody can guarantee you. There are so many things that depend on you, first of all, on your execution, because You can have the best programs, the best recommendations when it comes to SEO, but if you don't execute on them, if you don't implement stuff, you're not going to go anywhere. If you start now, if you start exercising, eating the right food right now, it means that in one month, in two months, in three months, you will be much closer to your goal than you are right now. I really love this idea because it as I said, it illustrates the process so well. If you compare SEO to paid ads, paid ads you can set up in a day. You can have people coming to your website, buying something, and this, that's great, right? But once you don't have money to spend on your ads, once you pause them, your traffic is... It plummets yeah, right away. Exactly, exactly. And SEO is a long-term strategy, but it's consistent amount of traffic. It's consistent. It means that, for example, now with uh, all these COVID things, many people still have visitors on their website because they invested in SEO beforehand. It means that they might not have enough money to spend for ads right now, but they still have people coming because their website, the pages are ranking on Google. And that's the main point. It's something that you invest right now or invest constantly. You can invest a lot upfront and then have like supported, but you get consistent traffic 24 seven, even if you don't pay for ads. Also for tracking, but I would say that I love when every website and my ideal world is when every website has Google Analytics and the right setup in Google Analytics because there you can see which meaningful action people take on your website if you if you get tracking correctly and which sources bring you traffic that's a very important thing because tracking helps to make your business decisions based on real data versus just i think that's a really powerful thing to i know sometimes numbers cannot be all our favorite things and so facing it head on and understanding where that's coming from is extremely important yeah, and also in Google Analytics is not only for SEO, it's for all traffic sources. So if you constantly post on Facebook, you're posting, 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 and you think, oh, people should be coming to my website. But when you, then you check Google Analytics and see that actually from 10 posts on your Facebook, only two people came, while on Instagram, five or 10 people came from your posts, and you just, from one of your posts, right? 
and you're like, oh, okay, so I can either concentrate more on Instagram or change my strategy on Facebook if nobody is really coming to my website. I just wanted to say that I'm really passionate about SEO and I want all people to understand it and to see its value. And I honestly think that in 99% of cases, if you have your website, you should work on its optimization. If you have a website and you just want to show it to your friends or to your relatives, that's fine. You don't need to optimize it. But if you're a business, you need SEO. I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. What are you currently celebrating? I'm celebrating. So currently we are in uh, isolation <laughs> mode, but I'm celebrating that I have time to develop my business. I'm celebrating that I get more visibility right now with all the virtual events. I'm celebrating that my SEO course was endorsed and tweeted by Google representative. And it's like, it's a, it's a lot for me. And I'm celebrating the spring because I'm celebrating the weather outside, the sun outside, mm -hmm. because that's amazing. That's how you see the world and how you structure your perception. Such amazing wins and <laughs> congratulations. What's the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode? Have fun with Google search. <laughs> Look for your brand name, first of all, and see how many results are there. Maybe you will see the results that you don't want to be there. Maybe you'll see, uh, I don't know, some old photos or some old profiles that you want to get updated because when people choose you, or when they are searching you, they see these results. So have fun with Google <laughs> and research your brand and change it if you need it. Yeah, have fun with the uh, what is it, throwbacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party podcast. Where can people find out more about you? It's marketingsyrup.com. They're Canadian. <laughs> when I moved to Canada, I created this website. <laughs> oh. Yes. I'm also active on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm also on Instagram, christianazarenka.digital. So yeah, I'll be happy to chat. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. That was great. Did you have fun? Share it with all your friends with the screenshot of this episode. The more, the merrier. Tag at Brand Party Podcast and hashtag Brand Party Podcast on Instagram to continue this after party. 